0: I could stay here forever.
1: Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
2: The Bob Seska Show. Bob Seska.
0: Is that the full poop?
2: And nothing but the poop.
3: (laughs) The Bob Seska Show.
0: From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, March 1, 2022, and this is the Bob Seska Show on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network. Hello, I'm Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello, day 407 of the Biden-Harris administration. 250 days until the 22 midterms. Find me on Instagram. The Bob Seska is my handle. Lots of weird shit over there. Selfies and and weird shit on my Instagram. And I'm on Twitter, Bob Seska underscore go. Don't forget the underscore. Oh, look, sitting right over there. It's Buzz. You say Buzz There he is. You've said it all. Good day.
2: Hi. Uh, good day to you, sir. And hi, Bob. Hi, everybody. Uh, th- no, listen, uh, you're, you're just fine. Don't don't give it any any thought. I think it's perfectly fine that you have an underscore. In fact, I think you should embrace your strength.
0: <laughs> I know. It's going to be the cool new thing. That's what the kids tell me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah, you yeah. hang in there. Sure. I, I, he's Bob. Uh, I'm Buzz. And uh, we got your stiff resistance right here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: stiff resistance right out of the gate the title of today's show, quite possibly. I don't know. I'm not restricting us against anything else, but stiff resistance is way up there.
2: I, I gotta admit, uh, we're we're a little jealous of Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. Uh, he's got all these Twitter followers now, and he doesn't even have a podcast. <laughs> Give him a couple of days. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. The the uh, makers of the Swiss Army knife have added a new tool <laughs> yeah. it's called sanctions against Russia <laughs> <laughs> you, you you know it's bad when Switzerland takes a stand uh, among the sanctions it's placed on Russia no more cheese with holes <laughs> <laughs> <leave> <laughs> silly isn't it mm-hmm. Rudy Giuliani is uh, meanwhile not happy about all the sanctions against Russia yeah uh, his worry of course has to do with the world's supply of vodka. <laughs> Career, so. Somebody tells me he's got a still in his bathtub, I think. His <laughs> yeah. bathtub may be a still. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, Donald Trump's new social media website, Truth Social, has... Uh, it's just terrible. It's, it's performed so poorly, uh, they've decided to change the name to Trump Steaks. <laughs> <laughs> They're the try greatest it, stakes. Try it again. <laughs> Trump's Attorney General Bill Barr is out with a new book. I don't know if you noticed. Uh, I, I hear there won't be a hardbound version uh, because that would require it to have a spine, <laughs> and uh, a lot of people, I, I think, Saturday Night Live poked fun of this. A lot of people aware of this have made jokes about it, but uh, you, you don't know the whole story yet. A man in Iran, a, as you may have heard, had to go to the hospital to remove a double A battery he'd inserted in his penis.
0: Oh my God! Okay, God.
2: Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, d- doctors say it was serious because he accidentally put in the plus side first. <laughs> I didn't even know there was polarity. (laughs) Uh, This is interesting. Uh, The CDC now says seven out of ten Americans can stop wearing face masks indoors. Wow! Except for Kellyanne Conway. Oh,
0: that was a good one. And here's a classic from Rocky Mountain Mike.
1: He's my friend until the end, Dr. Ronnie. Takes a treat, it kind of helps him think, Dr. Ronnie. Also
0: pissed about the Russian podcast. Dr.
1: Ronnie. He's the man Trump likes to say. He's going to privatize the VA. Watch him crush and burn, Dr. Ronnie.
2: <laughs> well, 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 Trump's feeling fine. Six three ways to 39. Dr. Ronnie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Rocky Mountain Mike. Rocky
0: MNTN Mike on Twitter. Yep. Dr. Ronnie, uh, you know, with his finger on the pulse of what's happening in the world, he, he wants to invade and sanction Canada.
2: <laughs> Because Trudeau is the actual tyrant here. Glug 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 glug. Oh man, what are, mm. what are they? What are they drinking? You know, Rocky Mountain Mike <laughs> and I share a, a kind of a—I don't know if you call it a problem—but we, we share something right now, <laughs> and that is that uh, you know uh, we we've made it our jobs to to be funny. Yeah, and uh, he does it uh, with tweets on on Twitter and on Facebook, and uh, I do it here, uh, and and then he does the song parodies, which are hilarious and yeah. brilliant. Yeah, uh, but right now, uh, not a lot of funny to to work with. Yeah, you know, you you sit down and make a list of things going on in the news that you mm-hmm. can joke about, and it's a little tough right now. It is. And I just I I thought you know the audience should know that. That that's what we're up against because we're experiencing the same things you are.
0: Well, nice work anyway. I mean, (laughs) we got you know what on a certain level we got to make some of this shit funny, and obviously we're not making the uh, the really serious shit uh, funny. We're taking that uh, with deadly seriousness, but uh, you know in the meantime America's got to laugh, and uh, you know the world needs its podcasts too, right? And so. It was with great chagrin that Kimberly and I this past weekend discovered that they're, evidently there are podcast cops. Really? Yeah, and I'm not sure I, I'm not sure where they are or what their statutory authority might be, you know, as far as law enforcement goes. But Kimberly discovered the other day because she had to cancel on a podcast that the podcast cops are gonna come after her. And I guess by proxy me as well, because She said, you know, look, I don't want to go... I'm not going to go into names and which podcast it was. But she was supposed to be on a podcast on Friday, and she learned some information that she didn't like hearing about that particular podcast. And said, okay, I'm going to cancel. I'm not going on. Cliff Schechter did the same thing. I think Cliff was uh, scheduled for the same episode of the same show.
2: That tells you something.
0: Yeah, he also canceled. And the guy who hosts the podcast proceeded to inform Kimberly, and I guess Cliff, that he was notifying the authorities, and he wasn't joking. I
2: wonder if he had the guts to say that to Cliff. I doubt it. I and, doubt it. And, doubt and also, it. does this mean we all have to start wearing uh, white undershirts now? Uh, <laughs> I don't, What they call a the wife beater?
0: I don't know. All I know is we were expecting at any moment for Paul Blart yeah. podcast cop to show up at our door. <laughs> hey, open up in there. We know you were
2: supposed to go on a show this afternoon and you canceled. <laughs> Shirk your oh, podcasting man, duties.
0: Man, there sometimes... You look around, and all of the cheese falling off all of the crackers out there. Just remarkable. All right, so uh, lots to talk about today. Obviously, we're going to be getting into uh, the latest from Russia. I got lots of sanctions news. So if you're... If you're a fan of the sanctions,
2: we've got lots of sanction news for you today. I I, th- I think, I bet I have one you don't, but I can't wait to hear your list to see if I can add one to it. Oh,
0: man. It's going to be a competition <laughs> then because I, I've got like a list of all the international sanctions. Yeah, it's uh, fun,
2: fun. Absolutely. I, I might fun. have the coolest one. Yeah, okay.
0: All right. We'll, we'll have a sanction off.
2: <laughs> yes, <laughs> coming yes up we here in the first segment. Who's of the got show. the best sanctions?
0: Meantime, uh, the State of the Union, of course, is tonight. Hope you enjoyed it, people of the future. We are not going to be discussing that today because we have no idea. You
2: do because you're in the future, but we don't because we're here back in the past. Yeah. Say what you will, Bob. But I thought it was one of the finest states of the union speeches ever given. I will go out to limb and say that that that, that
0: part where he said that thing and all the people clapped for him.
2: Right on the money. Yeah. Surprising.
0: Perfection. Great. Absolute Statesmanship on display.
2: There, we fixed it. (laughs) Yeah, perfect.
0: All right, so according to Reuters, the breaking news as we start the show is the U.S. has assessed that morale is flagging in some Russian units Mm -hmm. and that some Russian units have surrendered without a fight in Ukraine, a senior U.S. defense official says. This brings up an interesting topic of conversation before we get into our our sanction off here, Buzz, because Uh I'm feeling extraordinarily optimistic, as I think uh, some of us are, in mm-hmm. terms of how this has been going since uh, yes. since it all started last week, brilliantly last handled
2: by Biden. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. In the international community, I mean, this is where we get into the sanctions and the unity being experienced by the international community—not just our governments, but uh, certainly the people as well—is kind of unprecedented, at least in my lifetime. But here's
2: here's yeah. may I interject what what's sure. unprecedented about it, and that is that normally the U.S. just does something and doesn't tell anybody what it's doing. <laughs> (laughs) Sometimes sometimes the U.S. will tell its allies what it plans to do, but the U.S. does it first, and the allies follow. Biden did a very clever thing, several, many, actually, a number of clever things in handling Putin at this time. Staying calm is certainly one of them. Uh, Another is uh, telegraphing Putin's next moves before Mm -hmm. he makes them, uh, making them impossible, making it impossible for Putin to justify this invasion. So that's all brilliant. But uh, the other thing that that, uh, Biden has done is let the European countries take the lead. Let NATO and and the European Union uh, be the first to issue sanctions. So what I what I think is happening is they're all getting together, the U.S. and the other countries, and saying, okay, here's what we're going to do, and then Biden says, okay, will you go first? Yeah. He's letting, he's letting it's something that's never happened before, this is unprecedented, mm-hmm. allowing the allies to take the lead so that the U.S. doesn't appear to be an imperialist power.
0: That's right, and he's managing it. He's still in the process of negotiating with all these nations because, you know, yes. he is the leader of the free world. I mean, that phrase isn't just a throwaway icon. It's not a throwaway title. It actually kind of applies. As I said last week, I'm so relieved, Buzz, that we're in this place now where we have competent leadership in Washington. I can't mm-hmm. even imagine.
2: Oh, it's such a relief.
0: Yeah, what that group of freaks, weirdos, and mutants would be doing right now if Donald Trump were in charge. Uh, we would be utterly, utterly screwed. I mean, I don't know. I, I have no sense whatsoever. What Donald Trump may have done in this situation, other than to do oh. nothing. I mean, at the very well uh, least, th- he would have done nothing.
2: I think his response to Putin's invasion of of Ukraine would be for the U.S. to invade Canada. I think that would be the plan. <laughs> That's so if I, if right. I understand, if he's listening to Doctor
0: Ronnie, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to be talking about Trump's uh, part in all of this a little bit later on. Yes, but sure. um, getting back into this situation in terms of mm-hmm. uh, Russian morale uh, disintegrating yes. and uh, the way things have been going for the last six days or so, as I said, I'm, I'm quite optimistic. However, part of me, the prudent don't get happy part of me, <laughs> feels like another shoe is waiting to drop in Ukraine. Like we haven't seen well, the end game from Vladimir Putin in Ukraine. Uh, are are yet.
2: you hinting? Are you hinting at the uh, nuclear threat? From, well, from Putin not there.
0: necessarily. I, I, you know what? I don't There's like. Many going, people are. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I'm not willing to go down that World War Three road, even in terms of speculation, because Putin's nuts. I don't know that he's that nuts but is the russian military really this impotent i mean it seems like this is going much easier and it and this is not General, to diminish yeah. this is not to diminish the destruction and loss of life i mean that's all in a relative sense horrible obviously but we have to all admit that things are going a little bit better than we anticipated and my concern is Maybe that's part of the plan. I I hate to attribute too much strategy and Machiavellian uh, uh, schemes uh, to Vladimir Putin, but at the same time, he is Machiavellian. I mean, he is that kind of leader. And my concern is, well, let's send the, you know, let's give them a false sense of security for a little bit. And then we're really going to clobber them.
2: Well, I think there's reason to be concerned about the 40-mile parade of tanks uh, easing their way uh, to encircle, apparently, to encircle the capital of of Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, But according to Malcolm Nance... About five out of six of those vehicles are carrying food and stuff. Yeah, uh, most yeah. of them are, are what he referred to as soft targets. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there has been some hinting at maybe somebody should drop something on that convoy. <laughs> uh, and, and I'm very concerned about where that's going. But but that force, as intimidating as it appears, might not be as potent as it appears. Yeah. And so that's, that's somewhat encouraging. Another note about morale. You know, initially, uh, Ukrainians uh, uh, greeted uh, Russian soldiers with, fuck you, go home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is Ukraine, get out of here. Yeah. They really I mean, there was a lot of that. It's, sure. It, the F word is a common word now in Ukraine. Oh, yes. Uh, especially uh, used to get. But now uh, what you clever, clever Ukrainians are doing is they're offering the hungry, hungry soldiers food mm-hmm. and and money if they defect, if they if yeah. they just lay down there, if they lay down their arms, we will give you amnesty and a hot meal. Yeah, uh, yeah. and uh, because some of the troops, because some of the troops are carrying Russian troops are carrying uh, rations for, that expired in 2015. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. this is what they're being fed out on the battlefield. Wow. Yeah. So yeah, when you talk about uh, the morale of the. Russian fighting force, uh, you, you've hit on a very important point.
0: And also, their families back home, the, the families of yes, the Russian troops. Yes. I don't know how much communication is going on back and forth between, uh, you know, hometowns and the Russian troops, mm. but they got to be learning that the ruble is worth fucking nothing
2: now yeah less than a penny
0: yeah. yeah i mean can you imagine if suddenly uh what cost a dollar in the united states suddenly cost a million dollars i mean i'm not sure if that's why, exactly the, uh, why the couldn't same, this but, have happen- why yeah. couldn't
2: this have happened right after facebook accepted all those rubles from russia why you know <laughs> yeah, that would have been I mean, so perfect
0: the I mean, things i'm i'm really enjoying some of the videos of some of the ukrainian citizens uh, on tiktok yeah. and so on there was this one oh where this God. TikToker uh, absconded off with a Russian tank and just sat down behind it and gave us a how to in terms of how to power it up and drive it away. And she's narrating the whole thing and, you know, reaching for the gas pedal and driving it away.
2: can you ever imagine the American government in the, uh, a situation the Ukrainian government's been in where it's actually handing out weapons? We can, our, we have too many guns in this country. Yeah. Ukraine is handing them out to its citizens. That seems <laughs> right. strange to us. And, well, and yeah. the fact that it's teaching them how to make Molotov cocktails. Mm-hmm. And grandmas and other people are doing just that and stocking up. Yeah. Uh, the Russians don't know what they're in for, I don't think. The troops uh, don't know why they're there. Uh, they have The Russian troops have commented, I don't know who to shoot at. They all look like us. Mm-hmm. And, and you mentioned families and and this would be a good time for me to mention I had a, a handyman in this week Oh yeah. got him through a got him through a great company mm-hmm. I'm very happy with the company and I'm extremely happy with the handyman I'm going to give you his name his name is Victor Bibik. that's V Y K T O R Victor Bibek B-Y-B-Y-K. Vic Bibek
0: sounds like a, like it'd be a Seinfeld <laughs> name or something like that. Like, it, it does, would be it, good friends with Vic
2: Bibek. <laughs> yeah, well, he probably would. <laughs> and a, a wonderful man. Uh, and and I said, do you mind if I ask your nationality? Because I mm-hmm. had, you know, I thought he's either Russian or Ukrainian. I'm not sure from the name, you know. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to kick him out if he was Russian. Yeah. I just wanted to know, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but but he uh, he said, I'm Ukrainian. Mm-hmm. And yes, he does have family there and he is not as optimistic as we are uh, in terms of at least we didn't get into it too much because I you know and he was very focused on his work which is what he was there to do and I was glad about that but he was very nice and and, but his feeling was that uh all the protests back in Russia really wouldn't do any good that that uh that Putin would just lock everybody up and that would be the end of that Mm -hmm. uh so he wasn't too encouraged about that aspect of things, uh, he wasn't as uh, hopeful about that as I, I hoped he would be, or as I thought he would be. Yeah. But it was really interesting. What are the chances that the day after Russia invades Ukraine, a Ukrainian comes to my house? <laughs> That's right. And it's I, like, and I have a chance to chat with him. It's amazing. Yeah, it's all part of the process. That's right. Yeah. We yeah. well, but, if
0: the Russians invade Ukraine, then a Ukrainian visits Buzz Burbank,
2: right? That's- but but to to your point, uh, he has family in in Russia, uh-huh. and yeah. And and so the families in Russia have people in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, it. this is not a civil war, but it shares that one aspect of the civil war, yeah. of, of pitting uh, brother against brother, in this case, uh, unwillingly.
0: Well, some of the troops, at least, uh, the Russian troops, are entering Ukraine not knowing they're entering Ukraine. And I think— right. You know, it'd be sort of like uh, a bunch of us invading Virginia. You know, it's just like you're almost invading your own homeland in a sense. And I think they were unprepared for that. They were unprepared to. I mean, obviously, you're going to have lots of Russians who have relatives in Ukraine. There's just uh, mm-hmm. Vic Bibek, you know, has yeah. you know across the border and so on. But I get the sense that some of these uh, Russian soldiers, even even beyond the morale situation. Mm-hmm. Uh, just uh, you know, well,
2: here's an example. They have no will to fight. And, yeah. and, and I've heard people say. I've heard smart people say, military people say, there are two big factors to winning a war: mm-hmm. resources and will. Yeah, yeah. And the Ukrainians have the will. The uh, the Russians do not. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we've seen that in our own elections. But yeah. but in this case, uh, uh, and I, there's a lot to be said for will. Uh, I'll be interested to see how well they're able to hold up, but I I hate to see it uh, at the cost of a lot of lives. Will, also the title of my best-selling autobiography, Will! Will. I realized that when I said it, but... (laughs) <laughs> Different kind That's a, of will. A G. Gordon Liddy reference, yeah. L- Liddy, Liddy, the the Watergate uh, plumber. Uh, <laughs> you know, thought that the definition of will was holding your hand over a candle flame. That's right. Eating for rats as long as you could. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Overcoming your fears. That
0: so, way. but the thing I was thinking about, uh, Buzz, specifically, was uh, as I was watching that video of that woman absconding off with that Russian tank and tank, sho- yeah. showing us how to do it. You know, usually the standard operating procedure in warfare is if you're abandoning your heavy artillery and and things like that, you you, disable it. You disable it. You spike it, as they say. You you spike the, you know, in the old days, you you spike the cannon, which meant uh, sabotaging it so it can't be used by the enemy. And this tank, for whatever reason, was fully functional. Whoever abandoned that tank just said, hey, you know what? We're giving this to the Ukrainians. They, they can have this Russian tank. That's a very real possibility. Very, That's an analysis, telling. yeah, that yeah. tells us a lot. Because normally, again, normally, they would have ripped something. They would have ripped the carburetor out of there or whatever right. you know makes a tank go. They would have ripped really it mad, out. Yeah, yeah. And destroyed
2: they it. They would have. Yeah, I've read about I've delight been delighted by the stories a farmer stole a tank, uh, yeah. a dock worker sank a Russian oligarch's boat that it was his job <laughs> to tend to. Amazing. Uh, it's just it, they and yeah. they they're coming at the Russians as so many clever clever ways. I uh, you know, I, I I I don't know how I feel about we're at a point where they really could use some military help, but yeah, none of us yeah. wants to get in there and and Really get into World well, War III, although someone have argued it's already begun.
0: Well, it depends on how much uh, Vladimir Putin is bluffing about uh, nukes and so on. I mean, who knows? Because uh, obviously the brain worms have taken over. We don't know right. how deranged he is at this point, how out to lunch he is at this point. I mean, Rachel Maddow last night just point blank said to Hillary Clinton, Oh, yeah, Vladimir Putin's nuts. What do you think? Care to comment? <laughs>
2: The and, Hillary's and, like, yeah, uh, I, I kind of think so. Yeah, cal- cal- calmly agreed. They're not the only ones. We're not the only ones speculating. Yeah. That's a possibility. Our our highest ranking military officials are looking at that. They're trying to get to, and we are getting. This is the amazing thing. We're getting some uh, a lot of intelligence out of the Kremlin. Yeah, and, and that means we've got somebody in there. Uh, maybe maybe more than one somebody mm. because uh, everything that's uh, almost everything that's going on there. Uh, we know about mm-hmm. and uh, that, that's got to drive Putin crazy as well yeah. and I worry about the cornered rat syndrome here that, that oh, uh, yeah the, the more we uh, corner him uh, the more vicious he could become and so uh, this is a very interesting dangerous time
0: yeah I mean the international community. The entirety of the international yes. community, I mean, save Everybody. for maybe Iran, North Korea, and China, the rest of the—oh, Belarus, the rest of the—oh, and the Republican Party—the uh, rest of the world is pantsing Vladimir Putin multiple times a day, every damn day, that this has been going on. At what point does Putin say, well, fuck all of you, here's, uh, here's your retaliation? Boom. The Russian military— can't possibly be. And I'm I'm just not talking about the soldiers. I'm talking about, you know, leadership all the way up to Vladimir Putin who's calling all the shots. Are they really this incompetent? Are they really this incapable of doing this? And I hate to tempt fate like that too, but it mm-hmm. seems like the Russian military is slow walking this for some
2: reason. And I'm yeah, not sure way, exactly why. Yeah, well, right. I think I think confusion and lack of will are the reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Putin launched into this the way he did against advice of nearly all of his advisors. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some of them are, some of his oligarch friends are starting to speak out against him now, including I saw Oleg Deripaska is one of the people uh, now condemning Putin for for the invasion. Uh, So things are getting, yeah, really. So things are getting really interesting (laughs) over there. Yeah, uh, they they're coming apart at the seams. They're yeah. they're they're in fighting there as well uh, to the extent that you can with a dictator like that.
0: Yeah, when you but- lose the aluminum king of Russia, you've lost the war. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That may be the case. I, because the Russian military, the the soldiers, Russian soldiers don't know why they're there. Mm. They don't know why they're doing this. They they're yeah. not mad at the Ukrainians. They don't understand the U- Ukraine hasn't done anything to them. And so they lack this motivation. Well, that's huge. Uh, it's a huge Factor in a war, yeah, uh, and and the fact that they don't know why they're there, or even in some cases where they are, points to the confusion uh, because they've not been given clear direction, and so they just don't understand what they're doing so their hearts aren't in it. Ukrainians' hearts are very much in it.
0: Yeah, uh, one of the big differences, and you know what, look, I debated with myself whether I was even going to bring this up, but one of the big differences between Russia's incursion into Ukraine Mm -hmm. and America's incursion into Iraq, um, obviously both are illegal invasions of sovereign nations under flimsy pretexts. We know this. We know the similarities. But there are many, many differences that don't allow this to be an equivalence between what america did in 2003 onward and what russia is doing now we didn't invade another democracy we had to an extent we had international support our soldiers knew what the objectives were there wasn't go to stay yeah exactly right and so there are myriad things and you know i listed some of them on twitter um the fact of the matter is that if if you're hearing people drawing an equivalence between the United States and Russia just know that it's not 100% equivalent there is some overlap there but it's not significant enough to say oh yeah it's the same thing so fuck both of us that's not really the case at all And so we really need to think these things through, especially in the context of this situation that could really explode into something uh, bigger or it could actually end up fizzling out, uh, which is the, the hopeful side. Of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So, anyway, uh, UN diplomats today walked out on uh, uh, Foreign Minister Lavrov's remarks. This was 140 uh,
2: of them. 140 diplomats walked out during his defense of Russia's actions.
0: Yeah, and those of you who uh, don't know Lavrov don't know who that is. He was one of the two Russians who met with Donald Trump in the Oval Office right after the uh, inauguration. Trump's first uh, foreign visitors to the White House were we Sergey Lavrov always,
2: and yeah, Kislyak. Yeah, we must always connect and never forget this.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it's still my theory that Lavrov gave Donald Trump as a gift some of his own bronzer. Uh, which I've nicknamed uh, Lavrov purple because not only was Lavrov's face purple during that Oval Office meeting, but Trump's face wasn't orange. It was fucking purple. Trump's face was the same color as Lavrov's. So, yeah, the U.N. Human Rights Council, uh, more than 140 diplomats, as you said, Buzz, refused to listen to Foreign Minister Lavrov's futile attempt to justify unacceptable military aggression. And then there's a video of them all just uh, (laughs) storming out of the room. Flowing flowing out. out. Yeah.
2: Especially in response to a video this morning of uh, a vacuum bomb going off. Yeah. if you don't know what a vacuum bomb is, it sucks the oxygen out of a wide area and uses that oxygen to intensify the heat of the explosion. Oh, my God. Uh, the use of such bombs is a violation of international law. It yeah. is a war crime. Uh, and I don't know how these things go or what we can expect an outcome to be but uh, I, I do believe that uh, Putin and or Russia will be charged with uh, with, uh, you know, human rights violations. Yeah. Uh,
0: so they're facing a financial meltdown as uh, all of these sanctions eat away at uh, the Russian economy. Putin held crisis talks with his top economic advisors after the ruble crashed to a record low against the U.S. dollar. The Russian central bank more than doubled interest rates to 20 percent. And the Moscow Stock Exchange was shuttered for the day in response to crushing Western sanctions imposed over the weekend as a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. That's from uh, CNN. And that just kicks off the wide variety of economic sanctions, sanctions against certain products. I think the one thing that remains on the table is uh, Internet access. And
2: uh, Bitcoin, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that sort of thing. Uh, that is the there is a re- very real fear, and I guess uh, Hillary talked about this last night on Rachel's show. Rachel was back. Oh yeah, uh, talked about uh, Hillary's concern right now is the fact that Putin could and may already have begun to hide his riches in cryptocurrency. Yeah, uh, and uh, so uh, you know we're we really don't don't have a handle on this cryptocurrency thing yet. So it would be a shame. <laughs> to let him get away with that.
0: Yeah, kind of amazing Hillary Clinton doing great, perfectly healthy, uh ready to roll with her finger yeah. on the pulse of this crisis. And I oh. remember, uh let me see, way back to 2016, weren't the mm-hmm. Republicans saying that Hillary Clinton was on death's door? Like she was yes. at any moment she was going to drop dead. Well mm-hmm. fast forward six years she'd be uh, you know at least one year into her second term at this point <laughs> and she's doing way better than uh, some of the Republicans who criticized her mm-hmm. so interesting how that works I, I just uh I, I wanted to observe that because uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm very
2: I'm concerned about crypto in general yeah. uh, but uh, i the 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 guys who run cryptocurrency the heads of the various cryptocurrency companies like <laughs> I have no uh, idea yeah who knows how this works it's some kind of voodoo uh, but they uh they see Russia and the US as the same And so they are allowing uh, Russia to continue to use and trade in cryptocurrency. Uh, They are not joining. The only, this is another part of the world that's not joined the sanctions against Russia, Mm -hmm. are the heads of the cryptocurrency firms. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I want to talk about, uh, not necessarily about cryptocurrency, because I have nothing, no knowledge to add. Yeah,
2: same here. (laughs) Um, We're out. That's 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 it. We've we've just told you everything we know.
0: (laughs) Exactly. That's the full capacity of our cryptocurrency knowledge. Uh, But I do want to talk about internet access here for uh, yes. when we come back from the break, because Good. Th- this is a fascinating aspect of restriction or possible restrictions against the Russian people that I would normally agree with. but as I thought about the concept, turning off the internet, I wonder if that's going to work. We're going to talk about that and Mm -hmm. and a bunch of other stuff here in just a second. But first, I want to talk about the Shadow Docket podcast on our Patreon page. And if you're only listening, yeah, if you're only listening to the free portion of this show, which is the version of the show you're listening to right now on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts, you're only hearing the first hour. There's an extra 20 minutes of show after the end credits roll at the end of every Tuesday and Thursday episode. And it's all happening on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com or patreon.com. Slash Bob Seska show. Shadow Docket is a completely unfiltered commercial free continuation of all the fun and news, and it's only going to cost you pennies per episode. By the way, if you're sick of the commercials on the show, you go sign up at $15 a month you get a commercial-free version of the show. Zero commercial. I take out all the commercials for you. It's nothing but show. It's nothing but me, buzz, music. On Thursdays, Jody, David, uh, all the fun that uh, you know remains, but no commercials. That's at $15 a month. Plus, you get the Shadow Docket shows. Plus, you also get the After Party, too, in the, in the price of that. Subscription. All right. So, meantime, the Shadow Docket drops every Tuesday and Thursday after the free shows. It's only going to cost you $5 per month. Don't miss out. That's bobseskashow.com. Bookmark it. Send it to all your friends. And we thank you.
3: Yeah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall.
0: Great Sammy Garrett. I think you guys know Sammy from uh, The Bump Assembly, which is uh, Freak Bass's band. This is uh, Sammy's brand new single. This is called With You. And it also features Freak Bass, of course on bass, plus Greg Sanderson and Sky White. SammyGarrett.com Link in the description under this episode of BobSuska.com supports Sammy and this amazing single. Go download it now. Run, don't walk to download the brand new Sammy Garrett. Again, it's called With You. And uh, here in just a few minutes, we're going to play a, um, you know, I've been paying tribute to Ukraine here. Sort of our own version of uh, solidarity with Ukraine by playing some of uh, Pasha Black's music. Pasha Black is uh, one of our recording artists. We've been playing his work since the very beginning of the indie music here on the show. Cool. And he is from Kiev, Ukraine. And he's still living in Kiev, Ukraine, obviously. Mm. And uh, I haven't heard from him. I don't know if he's safe. I don't know if he's well. Uh, I do believe that he's still in Ukraine right now. Uh, but we're going to play another track off of his uh, look-alike's Dream album here later on the show. Good. Okay, bobseska.com, do submit your work. All right, so internet access. I saw this proposed on Twitter earlier today. Should internet be cut off to Russia as another added sanction? And I wonder about that, Buzz, because... It's too blanket. Yeah, I I feel like the Russian people need the internet access in order to find out what to do and how to do it. They need to know... What Vladimir Putin is doing and not doing, and the only way, the only open way they can learn that information, apart from, you know, the typical Russian propaganda that they're probably being inundated with right now, is through the Internet. I think it's an important weapon against Vladimir Putin. To have well, uh, unfettered internet, or much as, as much as internet is unfettered in Russia. I don't know how many restrictions yeah. there are there in place already, but uh, they need to know. I think they need to be wired in.
2: If, if we were going to take any action against uh, Russia's internet, it should be just against government offices, not against the people. And that could be done. The concern here, however, and it is a great one, uh, is... Uh, a world cyber war. Mm-hmm. Uh, where you, uh, Russia's already using cyber warfare and has used it and is using it now in oh, yeah. Ukraine. Uh, but they haven't messed with us in any significant way. Uh, they, they haven't attacked us. Uh, we haven't attacked them. Uh, Both sides are considered fairly equal in their capabilities. The Russians have shown a greater propensity to use it. But there's a great concern about the world consequences if somebody were to make that first move. And that's why I don't think we'll be shutting off the Internet to Russia or even part of it.
0: Interesting uh, sidebar as far as the Internet goes, too, is I noticed that I believe it was yesterday or the day before Edward Snowden finally came out and admitted on Twitter that he was wrong about the invasion. Sort of followed suit with Matt Taibbi, who also Surprised admitted him. wrong. Surprised yeah. them both, yeah. Ad- mm-hmm. Admitted they were wrong, yeah, about all of this. And I think uh, Snowden even had some negative words to say about Vladimir Putin, which is interesting because Edward Snowden is a welcome guest in Moscow of That's Vladimir his Putin. That's sugar daddy.
2: Yeah, Putin is his sugar <laughs> yeah. daddy, really.
0: And uh, yeah, I was having a conversation, or a brief conversation on Twitter with uh, Zeni Jardin, and she was, you know, suggesting that uh, Snowden is compromised. Greenwald was compromised Mm -hmm, by Russia. mm -hmm. They were both compromised. And I went one step further by suggesting that I believe Vladimir Putin's modern offensive against Western democracies began not in 2014 with the invasion of Crimea. I think it began in 2013 with Edward Mm -hmm. Snowden. That really started to scramble politics here in the United States. That was the first time I noticed some significant cracks in terms of internet coverage of something related to Russia, something related to the United States national security apparatus. And we know that Edward Snowden fled to Hong Kong, where it's been reported that while in Hong Kong, Edward Snowden had a birthday party, a pizza party for his birthday mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the Russian consulate, from mm-hmm. which he was flown from uh, Hong Kong to Moscow and escorted by WikiLeaks attorneys. He arrives in Moscow, and his first attorney in Moscow, as he's detained in the airport, mm-hmm. was uh, Anatoly Kucherina. Anatoly Kucherina used to be an attorney for the Russian FSB, which used Mm -hmm. to be called something, uh, what was that acronym, KG something? Oh, KGB. yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of Edward Snowden's first uh, little journey to Moscow, and and, very, very suspicious, yeah.
2: Vladimir Putin gave Edward Snowden a home when he didn't have one, gave him a safety when he didn't have it, gave him food and shelter and the comforts of his life. Snowden owes the current freedom he enjoys and the comfort of his life to... Vladimir Putin. So yeah, this is very surprising. Yeah. But even uh, Putin's closest advisors were surprised by this move. Yeah. This was very unilateral on his part uh, among his government. Uh he he stood very much alone in in ordering this attack
0: it's weird to see self-identified liberals defending vladimir putin given his human rights record which is atrocious really? especially against lgbtq uh, people in russia it makes me scratch my head and go well are they being paid to do this i mean that's just my question i have no documentary evidence that they are likewise i wonder if the republicans who are defending Putin and defending Russia realize that in Russia abortion is legal <laughs> through at least through the first trimester and beyond the, no the, but what they
2: what they do realize for example would be uh th- the treatment of LGBTQ, uh, isn't it interesting that the Republican stand on that is very much the same as Putin's.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. And then, uh, the gun control laws in Russia are pretty strict. I mean, you have to go in order to buy just a shotgun, you have to go through a training course. You have to go through background checks Uh, for the longest time up until recently, you couldn't own a fucking handgun. And the only way you can own a handgun in Russia now is if you store it at a, a specific, uh, I don't know, like a shooting range or a, a training mm-hmm. facility. That's the only way you can own it's a handgun up. in Russia. Mm-hmm. So you're you Republicans defending Russia. I don't know if you realize what you're defending. Maybe try to read something. Crack a thick book. They just,
2: they just see the parts they like. Yeah, right, right. So um, the
0: uh, Biden administration has been expanding uh, uh, sanctions uh, against Russia, including mm-hmm. the country's uh, central bank. The uh, sanctions effectively prohibit Americans from doing any business with Russia's central bank, as well as freezes its assets with the United States. The new measures also target the National Wealth Fund of the Russian Federation and the Ministry of Finance of the Russian Federation. Uh, One of the biggest news items, Buzz, from the past couple of days is the Russian banks have been expelled from the SWIFT system which uh, allows the banks to communicate back and forth. Essentially, this
2: cripples their ability to do business. This was a very touchy issue, and uh, the world came up with a good response the to The world. Uh, yes, the world came up with a good response to Putin on this. Uh, there was concern among all Western world leaders that uh, to to shut down SWIFT uh, to the Russians would have a, a very serious negative impact on the rest of us yeah, and and so th- what they did is they found a way to v- do this surgically mm. uh, to, to be very specific in, in how they cut off Russia's access to SWIFT uh, and uh, it, very effectively I think one of the banks that's going down in this is called Sherbank sure which is uh, a bank I started with uh, Craig Sherman it was uh, Sherman and Burbank so we called it Sherbank sure <laughs> now sadly it's out of business so. did I walk too far for that do I, I don't know
0: <laughs> uh yeah, well, this is all good news as far as the uh the rollout of sanctions go and it's all you know what it's it's wonderful seeing this level of international unity against something i I said this yes, before, but, but maybe we should linger a little bit longer on this analysis. I don't think in our lifetimes we've seen the world this united. Maybe after 9-11, the world was kind of united around the United States. And of course, we frivolously uh, you know, abused that support by invading Iraq. That's a different story. But uh, here in this case... It makes you feel good to see it this level of international does. unity. It, yeah. it
2: certainly does, and it makes me very proud of President Biden and very relieved to have him in that position because uh, he is half of the reason for this—at yeah. least half, if not more—by uh, by handling uh, the situation and, and uh, talking with our allies as he has, as his people have. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's established a you know a, a coalition, a, a group of people who agree uh, and. Uh, he's done this by, like I said earlier, letting them take the lead occasionally, Mm -hmm. so it doesn't always have to be all about us. And he did this, and this is maybe the most remarkable part of all, he did this as world leaders had remained skeptical about the United States. Uh, They knew that Trump was gone and Biden was in, but they they've felt that uh, this could very easily go back the other way. And it could. Mm -hmm. But right now, they have Joe Biden, and right now, they like the way Biden's operating, and so they gladly coalesce. This is, we're talking about uh, scores of very diverse countries mm-hmm. who have come to agreement on this. It, it is very unprecedented. And I have to say, uh, half of the reason may be the, the cruelty of what Vladimir Putin's doing, the insanity of it. And the other half is the way Joe Biden has worked with our allies.
0: I think the most remarkable fuck you to Vladimir Putin is the fact that. He has spent the better part of 10 years engaged in this expensive, uh, time-consuming cyber attack against Western democracy. It's against the international community, implanting all of this disinformation through Facebook and the usual suspects, propping up authoritarian candidates for higher office, and the whole process. And guess what? When the shit hits the fan— the international community, despite that huge effort that Putin engaged in, that investment is, yeah. is absolutely unified. It was meant to sort of tenderize the international community right. so that it would be divided and, well, and infighting uh, when Vladimir Putin decided to go into Ukraine. Instead, the international community is doing the exact opposite of that. And it's it, wonderful to see that. It,
2: it is, and in the United States, perhaps as we were mentioning a moment ago, that uh, Putin's effort to divide Americans began maybe in 2008 with Edward Snowden yeah. and has increased over the years. You saw what happened in 2015 and 2016 that got Donald Trump elected. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, You know, he, he, Putin has to had to a degree accomplished what he set out to do. He had divided America, and he thought with that division, he can get away with this. And he he felt he'd divided the world, and that with that division, he could get away with this. Uh And as you have just pointed out, he was surprised that it wasn't as easy as he thought it was going to be.
0: That's right. He thought we were all going to be bickering among ourselves. And certainly the Mm -hmm. Republicans have helped, certainly Belarus has helped. There have been some people, some groups, some nations that have fallen prey to this, that actually acquiesced to this uh, entire cyber attack, but most of the world is saying, "Uh uh-uh, no fucking way, Vladimir. We're not doing it. Uh, Meantime, Visa and MasterCard today uh, (laughs) are now blocking Russian banks from their networks. That's a big fucking deal. The U.S. is going to expel 12 Russian U.N. diplomats, accuse them of espionage activities as Russia continues to uh, attack Ukraine. State Department announced the expulsion in the uh, hours after Moscow began its bombardment and invasion of Ukraine. Russia's ambassador to the U.N. responded by saying that uh, Uh, the explanation for the expulsions was not satisfactory. Well, too fucking bad. Uh, The personal sanctions applied to both Vladimir Putin and uh, Lavrov-Purple. Frozen. The reason for the asset freeze, according to the EU legal text published, uh, I think it was on Friday, is his recognition of the independence of Donetsk and Luhansk. So that was going back to the earliest days of this incursion, ordering the Russian armed forces into those areas and for the full scale invasion of Ukraine. Uh, Lavrov, Russian's foreign minister, uh, is also subject to EU, UK, and US asset freeze for, quote, uh, "...being responsible for and actively supporting actions undermining the territorial integrity, sovereignty, and independence of Ukraine, as well as stability and security in Ukraine." He is still allowed to travel, still allowed to hand out his uh, his purple face makeup, apparently. Um, and then, of course, there's an entire list. I got a giant list here, Buzz, of international sanctions from all over the world. Australia uh, issued sanctions against Russian oligarchs, as well as parliament members who supported the invasion. Uh, the European Union announced a series of different sanctions, initially focused on travel bans on high-profile Putin associates, added to uh, further measures, including restricting Russian access to aircraft parts uh, made elsewhere in Europe. Formula One. Holy shit. Formula One, the international (laughs) racing body, announced on the 25th that the Russian Grand Prix, which was scheduled for September, will not be taking place uh, in Japan. The prime minister issued sanctions, including a halt on technological exports and asset freezes for Russian financial entities. In New Zealand, though the country does not have the same sanctioning abilities as other nations, the prime minister announced that New Zealand will put into effect travel bans, cease exports to uh, the Russian military, and halting contacts between uh, the New Zealand and Russian foreign ministries.
2: There has never been a squeeze like this put on a world leader, with the possible exception of Kim Jong-un and even that. I'm not sure about uh, there's never been such a squeeze on a world leader as is being put on uh, Vladimir Putin right now. And can I tell you what I think is maybe the coolest thing of all? Yeah. And it's all about ego, too. And, and uh, by the way, I saw uh, it, it's reported that uh, Putin ordered the invasion. After he, quote, saw something on TV he didn't like, end quote. <laughs> oh, wow. And, 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 and the remark was, who does that sound like? Yeah. Uh, yeah but, but the thing that's got to really, if he has that kind of an ego, if he has the Donald Trump ego, then this will, this will kill him. Uh, today, Taekwondo uh, revoked his black belt.
0: Oh, what a, <laughs> what a shame that is. <laughs>
2: yes, God. Putin has, ah! no, yeah. has no black belt now. And, and honestly, while that means nothing to us and we laugh about it, I'll bet he's really pissed.
0: Yeah, that's a punch below the black belt, isn't it? Yeah, that's uh, right. Yeah, it is
2: I gotta, that's, that was a terrible joke. <laughs>
0: we got more sanctions to talk about here, but I want to uh, get into a couple of things real quick before we take a break. Uh, John Bolton was on oh. Newsmax. John, you remember John Bolton? He was oh, the yeah. national, national security advisor for Donald Trump, UN ambassador under George W. Bush. The, one of the guys that we see on Newsmax most often is a guy who I always compare to Jake Ryan from 16 Candles, but he's Dang. like a moron version of that character. And so John Bolton was talking with this guy, and holy shit, John Bolton just n- not only nailed the Newsmax host, in this uh, appearance but also uh delivered a gigantic fuck you to Donald Trump. This was an amazing uh bit of audio. Here we go. This is John Bolton on Newsmax. I believe this was yesterday.
4: There is something to be said though about the simple fact that there was not aggression during the four years. I mean, you were part of that administration as well and there was not aggression from Russia and they they waited him out. Uh, it seems, and made a move. I mean, we we have a list of things that uh, the Brookings Institution says the Trump administration implemented. 52 policy actions against Russia was pretty tough on Russia in a lot of ways, forcing NATO members to pay up, as we know. Sanctioning Nord Stream 2, um, oligarchs close to Putin were sanctioned, selling anti-tank weapons to Ukraine, so arming Ukraine, uh, withdrawing from the INF treaty, and expelling Russian officers from this country as well. Uh, he looked at in 2018. He looked NATO members in the eye. And and talked about the reliance on Russian energy by Europe and how horrible that was. I mean, he took a very tough stance against Russia.
0: Okay, that was the host. Here comes here comes John Bolton.
4: I'm surprised you don't think that he would have handled this better than Joe Biden.
1: No, he 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 did not. He did not. We didn't sanction Nord Stream (laughs) two. We did. We didn't sanction Nord Stream two. We should have. We should have brought the project. (laughs) To an end, uh, we did impose sanctions on Russian oligarchs and, and several others because of their sales of S-400 uh, anti-aircraft systems to other countries, but in almost every case, the sanctions were imposed with Trump uh, uh, complaining about it saying we were being too hard. Uh, the fact is that uh, he barely knew where Ukraine was. He once asked John Kelly, his second chief of staff, if Finland were a part of Russia. Wow. Uh, it's just not accurate to say that Trump's behavior somehow uh, deterred the Russians. I, I think the evidence oh, then, is then, but that then Russia what did? didn't feel. Let me finish now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> didn't feel. Didn't feel that their military was ready.
2: <laughs> wow. Wonderful. I'm surprised.
0: He's, he's just a... Bu- I never heard that Finland story. Or maybe I did, and I forgot yeah. it in the fire Firehose no, News. But
2: Yeah, Jesus. I think that's what happened. I, I vaguely remember something about it, but I did not expect that kind of candor from John Bolton. <laughs> no. I will tell you, there's also a, there's a woman who works at Fox News. I'm sorry I can't pull her name right now. She has uh, been for at least 10 years, There, I believe, their Pentagon correspondent. Yes, yes. Uh, and she got she's got short hair, very short hair. Very, yeah. very well-informed, and uh, normally works behind the scenes, but the hosts have been having her on lately, hoping they could back up some of her wild theories about Biden and Russia and Ukraine. And she has been shooting them down one after the other, after the other and getting more brazen about it. And she's been, uh, disproving things that have been said by hosts, disproving things that have been said by guests. I don't know if it's doing any good with the Fox audience, but man, I'm glad to hear that she's getting a little airtime for that.
0: Yeah. She's been on fire lately and it's, it's amazing to see that. I mean, this gives you an impression of how unified people are. I mean, yeah. you got John Bolton on your side. You got uh, you know uh, Fox News uh, correspondents on your side. That's a big fucking deal. Uh, meantime, uh, uh, tiny Trump. Let's put it this way: uh, more like tiny drunk Trump. Uh, appeared for an address at uh, this month's CPAC. And I say this month's CPAC because evidently they're doing one of these every month, or at least that's what it seems like. Whenever they
2: feel like having one.
0: Yeah, next month they're going to be in Hungary. That's where CPAC's going to be next month, (laughs) at the end of March. Um, Here is tiny drunk Trump Hmm. talking about how... uh, how smart Vladimir Putin is. Yesterday,
3: reporters asked me if I thought President Putin was smart. (laughs) I said, of course he's smart, to which I was greeted with, oh, that's such a terrible thing to say. (laughs) I'd like to tell the truth, yes, he's smart. The NATO nations, and indeed the world, as he looks over what's happening strategically, (laughs) with no repercussions or threats whatsoever. They're not so smart. They're looking the opposite of smart. If you take over Ukraine, we're going to sanction you, they say. Sanction. Sanction? Well, that's a pretty weak statement. Putin is saying, oh, they're going to sanction me. They sanctioned me for the last 25 years. You mean I can.
0: How does he know what Putin's going to say, by the way? That's oh, he his- knows. Yeah, I know. He yeah. knows. Somehow he knows.
3: Take over a whole country and they're going to sanction me? They're going to sanction me? You mean they're not going to blow us to pieces, at least psychologically?
0: Oh, you know what? I'm going to stop there. Uh, thanks, Tiny Trump. They are blowing Russia apart psychologically.
2: Yes, yes.
0: They uh, Joe Biden is pulling an all your base or belong to us right now. Joe Biden is like radar O'Reilly. He's one step <laughs> ahead of Vladimir Putin. That's true. Every he move that Putin makes, Joe Biden's like, he's out doing chopper talk. Oh, yeah, there's going to be a false flag tomorrow. <laughs> That's what, Putin, you know, that's what Putin's got planned. So Putin's g- constantly getting pantsed by the international community, constantly being pantsed by <laughs> Joe Biden himself. <laughs> yeah, and
2: we have to acknowledge that for all the all the justified criticism our intelligence community took for uh, the lead-up to Iraq, yeah. uh, they, they have performed brilliantly in this. And mm-hmm. so kudos to them as well. Yeah. But it's Biden who's projected calm, who has made Putin react to him and not the other way around, mm-hmm. who has uh, united, these countries as they've not been united before just incredible and and it's just it, it's really amazing it's having a, a great effect uh, i still am very worried about the people in kiev tonight
0: oh uh, yeah absolutely me too i think we all are uh, and uh, that's it's the ongoing back and forth of being deeply concerned for ukraine and at the same time going well i like the way things are going so far well, that was—I uh, think Rachel's
2: yeah. Rachel's big theme last night was: on one hand, things are very good, and on other things, things are on the other hand, things are very scary. Yeah. and that—that that is true. It sounds like uh, it sounds indecisive, but it is in fact the case.
0: And I find that uh, a lot of the optimism—and I don't know, maybe I'm misreading this. Uh, I very well could be misreading this, but I get the sense that a lot of the optimism comes from those of us who experienced the Cold War firsthand. We all went through that. We went through, you know, the duck and cover drills or in the 80s, the all of the pop culture that circulated around the Cold War and a nuclear confrontation. This is something that we grew up with. We came up through and we have a natural, I think, instinct to interpret the process as maybe leading to somewhere eventually positive, where you know eventually everything's going to be disarmed and, and everything's going to be fine, I think that may just be part of experience. I don't know. That's just my, my uh... now. I
2: I don't know. I don't know if this counts as optimism, but I saw an article this morning about. Uh, whether well, it, it took the position that nuclear war really isn't as bad as you know a, a a nuke going off somewhere in your vicinity is not as bad as you think it is, and then it, and then it goes really? on to tell you. I then it goes on to tell you tips about how to survive that. Yeah. But I, I thought that was interesting. And and people are, in fact, stocking up with supplies, emergency supplies here in the U.S., mm-hmm. uh, just in case it, that were to happen. Of I, course. I'm with you. I'm optimistic. Uh, I think no matter how crazy he gets, he won't do that, but he might. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think
0: people would be quite alarmed if there was a nuclear bomb that went off nearby. I mean, that's just my
2: my professional analysis of that situation. Well, of course, they'd they'd be alarmed. But this talked about how to take shelter, how to wash things, all of that.
0: Well, it's not like, uh, it it wouldn't go like this. Huh. (laughs) I I don't think that would be the reaction. No. All right. No. Okay, on that note, we'll take a short break. Back with more show after this.
1: You know, my friend, this sacred land belongs to everyone. The sun is bright, the birds are lovely, singing for you. Then clear. in front of you the
3: final part. You reached another level
0: yeah, Straight out of Kiev, Ukraine This is the great Pasha Black a song called Another Level Another track from his album The Lookalike's Dream uh, ReverbNation.com slash Black to support this guy and by proxy uh, all musicians in Ukraine team. and the Ukrainian people, of course. To uh, just our little, uh, our tribute faith. Statement of solidarity, and uh, you know, I hope to hear from Pashev soon. I gotta send him another email and see uh, see how he's doing. And uh, it
2: has it has been interesting and yeah. good to be hearing from Ukrainian citizens on Twitter. Yeah, uh, those those who can speak and write English have uh, shared some interesting stories and thoughts mm-hmm. and feelings with us, and I, I like the fact that we feel sort of connected in that way. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Well, even the neutral Swiss. Have thrown down against Vladimir Putin and Russia. Switzerland will adopt all the sanctions that the EU has opposed, imposed on Russian, on the Russian people and uh, companies and freeze their assets to punish the invasion of Ukraine, the government said, in a sharp deviation from the country's yes. traditional neutrality. Yes.
3: Uh,
0: yeah, this is a big fucking deal. Switzerland also adopted financial sanctions against uh, Putin. Uh, Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov uh, all effective immediately and closed its air space to russian aircraft
2: uh i was just gonna say the swiss have also cut off access to uh, army knives uh <laughs> wow. cheese with holes and uh hot cocoa with those little marshmallows in it <laughs>
0: That's right. meantime google is blocking rt sputnik yes. uh
2: russian youtube I, channels and other russian wish- media I wish DirecTV and some of the cable companies would do that. RT is still running on your many of our TVs yes, right now. Yes, yes. What's, what's, what's
1: up with
0: that? Here, right here in the Washington, D.C. Metroplex, one of the radio stations runs uh, Radio yes. Sputnik, which is the state-run uh, Russian radio network, still on the air here in uh, Washington, D.C., of all places.
2: And if you're the 10th caller... You know, yeah, I think they have one of those stations here too. <laughs> You're the tenth
0: caller, but okay. uh, meantime, Microsoft has removed RT apps. They have a uh, they've applied a ban on Russian state-owned media ads, mm-hmm. and Jesus, talk about too late, slow on the uptake. Facebook mm. just now banned Russian state media from running ads or monetizing
2: well, uh, its, its posts on Meta because the ruble isn't worth anything anymore. They were only Facebook was only interested in those when he, they got rubles out of them. <laughs>
0: yeah, obviously so. Fuck you, Facebook. Seriously, yep. it's Sideways. been how many years? Has, it's been six years since 2016, and Facebook's mm-hmm. only now getting around to banning Russian ads on the platform. Uh, you Talk know, about freedom
2: the, of expression, Bob. Freedom of expression.
0: The, the fucking sad mall, Russia. I mean, uh, Facebook. <laughs>
2: It's like I'm I'm constantly
0: confusing Trump and Putin, and now I'm confusing Facebook and Russia.
2: It's all the same.
0: It is all the same. Uh, But uh, they're only getting around to doing this now. I mean, mm. what does it take? Jesus, it is. Well, now you know. This makes me feel bad for the Russians that uh, the Batman is not going to be shown in Russia, the brand new uh, Warner Brothers movie. By the way, that's with Robert Pattinson playing Batman. It's a separate, mm. those of you who don't know, uh, it's a separate universe from the DC Extended Universe. I can't So keep it's up. got its own storyline that the Russians will now not be able to view. So they may be... Just as confused as everyone listening to the sound of my voice right now. So, um, <laughs> by the way, uh, Travis Bone from the Stephanie Miller Show is going to be on the the interview show oh, tomorrow.
2: He's very funny. So,
0: that's why, that's why I had to go down the road of the Batman, because uh, he and I are going <laughs> to geek out on tomorrow's show a little bit. So, I'm, looking I'm forward sure to that. Will. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Robert Costa has reported. I just want to add this here at yes. the end of the show. Robert Costa, who's doing some of the best reporting in DC ever. Uh, he reported that Trump said that if he runs and wins, he would seek to expand executive power so the president could personally fire any federal employee. He wants yes. to bring entire the entire federal government to quote unquote heal
2: right. H E E L. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is an extension of what he was doing in his uh, during his uh, administration, where he was purging the federal government of uh, disloyalists. Where we Costa
2: Costa has been doing some great reporting on that, and yeah, uh, yeah I mean, who doesn't believe that? I mean, that, that's a, a perfectly credible report. I wanted to ask you this before we go today, and that is uh, Al Franken is now saying uh, Trump will run and will win in 2024 I I love Al Franken Uh, this is not what I need to hear Uh, but it scares me a little bit that uh, based on his record he could be right yeah Uh, and and uh, that's that's very concerning especially when combined with Costa's reporting here
0: Mm -hmm. yeah you know um, I I don't know that he's gonna win I do know that he will absolutely run. I think that is already a given. I think, at the very least, we need to be prepared for that eventuality. All indications show that Donald Trump will run again. His ego is too gigantic. He will force himself, even if he is physically unable to do it, he will force himself to do it because that is the way he is wired.
2: And Republican voters and Republican politicians love it. They still love Mm -hmm. his ass. uh, And... (laughs) Uh, the 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 fact that it's so you know that, that there's such a large group they are they a minority but there's such a large minority mm-hmm. it's very very frightening you know yeah, uh, yeah. we we have overcome before uh, as democratic voters uh, we were motivated certainly in the last election to get rid of Trump mm-hmm. we need that same kind of motivation to prevent him from getting back in power because uh, as many have said. Uh, that's the end of American democracy as we have known it. Yeah. If the Republicans take control and Trump is reelected president, it's over. It's yeah. just over in the minds of many. I There, that's a cheerful thought. Have a nice day. <laughs> Drive carefully. Well,
0: I will say this. Hal Sparks, who's a smart motherfucker, Hal mm-hmm. Sparks knows what he's talking about. Hal Sparks doesn't think Trump is going to run again or if well, he I never, runs he's not going to win. Saying, so there it is. Yeah. That is kind of the helpful, that is the hopeful uh the hopeful way to look side. at this. Yeah, yeah.
2: It's yeah, there's more than one prediction out there. I I have generally predicted over the last months on this show that that Trump wouldn't be able to run. Yeah. That's still possible even though we're now hearing that the January 6 public uh, televised hearings may not start until mid to late April. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I've always been hawkish on Donald Trump. I think he signifies a significant enough threat that we need to, one, pay attention to what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and two, we need to assume that he will try to reacquire the power that he has lost. Right, if we don't stop him. Yeah, there's no downside in being prepared for those things. Right, And, and remember, the point. Those of you who still believe we should ignore Donald Trump, you need to ask yourself this question. If the Republican Party decided tomorrow that they were going to ignore Joe Biden in perpetuity, like Mm -hmm. no more attacks on Joe Biden, no more, uh, uh, you know, calling out Joe Biden, right? Would that be good news for Joe Biden or bad news for Joe Biden? It would be unequivocally good news for Joe Biden. Therefore, ignoring Donald Trump, great news for Donald Trump. That's the metaphor that I like to use for that argument. Fair enough. Good thought. Ridiculous that we're still there. Okay, so uh, coming up on the shadow docket on our Patreon page, bobseskashow.com. Sign up for $5 a month. You get two shadow dockets a week after the Tuesday show and after the Thursday show. It is effectively act three. So if you're just hearing the free portion of the show, you're only hearing the first two acts. You're 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 missing out on the big finish, right? You're missing out on the the denouement.
2: It's the part with the nudity in it. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's exactly right. Tons of, tons of full frontal on the yes. Shadow Dogget podcast. Audio only. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, a brief word on the stolen documents. That uh Trump took. Trump, Trump Good. swiped and took to mar a lago. Mm-hmm. Uh a quick Fox News poll, amazing Fox News poll results. Uh plus uh the SAG Awards. Buzz nailed his picks for the SAG Awards. We're gonna talk about that a little bit, and uh a whole lot more. Again, bobsesca.show.com five bucks a month. Get going. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye.